ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time, uh, patrons, uh, for the podcast you support. And also don't forget to check out, uh, I don't know if I said this in another opening, but my friend uh, Lauren that I'm doing a podcast mashup with at PodCon uh, has an awesome podcast called The Bright Sessions. And if you haven't heard of it, do, do yourself a favor, go to thebrightsessions.com or uh, wherever you consume your podcasts. It's a fictional, fun, fun podcast. Make sure to check it out and let's get on with the show. Alright, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep, but we do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations. Uh, when your mind goes blank in public, uh, that, that, that does uh, impact me at bedtime. Uh, but whatever's keeping you awake, it could be anything. And some people might say, well, it's such a small thing to keep you awake. Not, not on this podcast. It's whatever it is, it's important to me. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm smoothing out this safe place. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I hope you feel welcome. Come on. You know, there's space for everybody here. And this is the only communi- privately communal, communal space, but a private communal space with privacy or communal space uh, if you need it. Uh, you know, introverts, extroverts, and, and metaverts, as I declared myself a while ago. Uh, you're, you're, you're here. Uh, that was kind of a new tangential intro part, uh, but I'm glad you're here. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Uh, wings of pointlessness, and like uh, circular logic, ovular logic, uh, oblong, uh, and oblong. What did I just, I just tried to move to, to uh, I don't know if that was uh, Long Island or oblong, uh, like a bad, bad, uh, I don't do really any imitations or whatever those are called. I'm blushing because I said, well, I should have I should have just kept going after I said oblong. I don't even know if that's what I said, but I will use it like uh, like all those things. Uh, getting mixed, getting embarrassed and mixed up like a kid, like after his haircut, I say, hmm, I get, I get, I got my haircut here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. I, I want to help you fall asleep if you're new. Here's what to expect. Uh, like, uh, you can expect the, the dullest version of unexpected uh, ever. Because you say, what, do, what have you talked about so far? I'm not clear. I'm following you. And I say, okay, good. So far, so good then. Um, really, my intentional uh, techniques are to- my oblong uh, intentional techniques are totally working. The oblong method. The, the, uh, that one sounds pretty good. The oblong method. How about, has there, has there ever been a, I don't, I'm not a songwriter, but how about, uh, and I don't know if like, uh, the first, the big bopper ever said, oblong, 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 a ding dong. You know, I think you need one more uh, punch in there though. Oblong, oblong, a ding dong. 
not supposed to sing on this podcast, so more mumbling. It's like a two-syllable, oblong, a dong, something. It can't be a dong, a ding-dong, a scoop-band boot, uh, oblong, a shoot, a scoot-bing-bang boot. Uh, and I'm Scoots, by the way, it's a sleep podcast, uh, if you're new. Uh, uh, oh, boy. This usually doesn't, uh, uh, it just cleaned a rug, so I don't know if that's what's going on with me. But so... I'm glad you're here. If you're new, oh, structurally, uh, first six minutes of the show are business. We got to do that up front because it's a sleep podcast. Uh, Then there's an intro, and I don't have my display on, so I think we're probably like four or five minutes in the intro, though it's felt like three or four years uh, with the double embarrassment. I've been, uh, they call it vulnerability around here at these parts, Uh, my well-adjusted side says, Scooch, you don't need to be embarrassed uh, for being vulnerable. You just let your guard down. It's fine. And I say, where are, by the way, when I, how come I record the podcast you're around, but when, when the rest of the day, where are you? Even at bedtime, out helping other people, Scoots. Oh, are you the same dude from Silicon Valley that's in the Verizon commercials? How'd you get in my brain? Okay, that the must have left. Um, Thomas Middle, Middle, I can't say the Middle, 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 Oh, man. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. If you're new, so there's an intro. It's long. It's rambly. It uh, has a lot of meanders. And like, I'm, I guess I'm a little, I think I'm on. I don't think I'm off. I think I'm on. It's probably the adrenaline I picked up cleaning this rug, which I'll get to. That'll get us right off of anything interesting. But So if you're new, there's an intro. It's about 12 minutes. And then tonight we'll be talking about our episodic uh, uh, story. It'll be the final episode, actually, the wrap-up uh, after the glass slipper. And then, uh, so there'll be a story. That'll be at about 15 minutes. It'll be about 45 minutes of story. Then some thank yous at the end. So if you're new, clearly you don't need to listen to me. I think you've already put that together. Uh, but you're also under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here rambling to keep you company in the deep, dark night. I'm actually not even here to put you to sleep. You shouldn't feel any pressure to fall asleep. I'll just be here uh, as your companion, as your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your, whatever you're comfortable calling me, boar dude, you know, that's fine. Uh, boar, you know why you call me boar guy? I'd say I'd be happy, like uh, that that boar that boar guy. I think a lot of kids call me that to listen to the podcast. Uh, hey, mom, can you put on that boar guy? One day that they say when when I used to dream when I used to watch WTPIX as a kid, and there would be the ad for the lullaby of old Broadway, the Milford Plaza. You know, I wouldn't dream of my names in lights. I would dream of getting to the Milford Plaza and having the staff put on a Broadway performance while they check me in. But I guess I never knew to dream of having my name in the boar guy up in lights. Uh, and maybe I'll get to choose between incandescent and LED or whatever the other one is. Uh, so you don't need to listen to me. You're under no pressure to fall asleep. I'm glad you're here. And I just cleaned a rug. Like, let's talk enough about you. How about me? And this is one of the things that keeps me up at night. Uh, at some point, uh, 
I had bought a rug, uh, kind of as a joke to, to put in my living room when I moved into this apartment, which was a while ago. And it was a, uh, a friend, a forest friend, uh, kind of like, uh, if you think a karate kid, but, uh, um, other team like that forest friend. And it was a rug and it was like a pixelated picture of a forest friend, which means a creature that lives in the forest. And I quickly realized that, uh, when my daughter would be talking about this rug in therapy years from now, I wouldn't like, that wouldn't be one I would want to have to go in and, uh, explain, so now that rug's in the climbing closet where I record the podcast. And I don't know if you have any trouble sleeping, if you can relate to this, but this is all the stuff that goes through my brain at bedtime. So then at some point I didn't have a rug and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I cared or not, but, uh, at some point this thing, right when I went to sleep said, how can you got a rug in your living? You just got that floor, uh, like, how are you going to ever uh, be a grown-up without, a, like, an, don't, have, you, have you ever heard of an area rug or a throw rug? And I say, I've heard of those things, but I don't know. Like, uh, it seems to be, do, are you going to have, ever have people over? Not planning on it, no. Well, the rug might be nice anyway. And they said, okay, great. Uh, I'm going to go to sleep, though. Well, I'd like to think about this rug. Like, how, like think about why you don't have a rug in your living room. What kind of person does that? And they say, well, look, I'm trying to go to sleep here. So that was one voice. So, so that voice actually got to me because then one time I was in Ikea, and I think I was actually trying to find a rug for my hallway uh, so I wouldn't have to listen to my dog when she goes from my daughter's room uh, to the living room, which is my bedroom, uh, you know, glamorous life of a sleep podcaster. But uh, yeah, then I was in Ikea, and I saw this rug, and I said, well, that's not bad. Let me see how much it is. And I guess, like, uh, a cheap person alert, anything over $49, I usually am like, whoa, what? Uh, but this was a wool rug and it had gray in it, which is, uh, you know, I like to match my furnishings to my permanent mood. So I said, well, that is a gray. It does have gray in there. It actually will match some stuff. And, uh, and it's wool. I heard wool rugs are good. And it was, I think it was like 200 bucks, which to me, I was like, I know you can spend like thousands and thousands of dollars on good rugs. But when you hear the rest of the story, you'll know why I don't. And then why I can relate because I have trouble falling asleep. That's why I want to help you. Uh, but so I got this rug. And you know who loved the rug other than I said, well, this isn't bad. It's warm on my feet. It makes less noise. Uh, you know, it does have to be vacuumed, which I'm not so good at, and, like, it gets scrunched and stuff. Uh, but another thing that happened was my dog loved it. She said, what I love to do is, like, uh, scratch my back on this wool, especially after I've been rolling around in the dirt outside. So she, it became her hobby. She said, I said, what do you like to do? And she said, other than go for WALKs and eat T-R-E-A-T-S's? And I said, yes, uh you know, because I'm here to help. Uh, and she said, what I love to do, she said, I'm so glad you got me this this uh, rug. It's great. Uh, this is like my new thing. Go outside, roll around in the driveway. Then I come in here and I roll around. And I said, well, what exactly do you like about it? She said, everything. It feels good. I, she goes, I actually have a goal even. I'm trying to get my smell Especially when I haven't bathed in a week, I want to cover the whole rug in it. So then I, it's my, then I know it's my rug because I know you got it for me. 
And I said, okay, can we carry on this conversation another night when I can't sleep because I got uh, to go to bed? And then that other voice said, what the heck are you doing with that rug? It's not the dog's rug. Can't you? Uh... And I said, well, it's a shared rug then. We live in a, you know, it's a communal household. And I'm going to sleep. And a couple nights later, I said, well, and this is like, I've had the rug for probably a year. So I got to give that voice uh, some credit. And it said, man, that rug smells like a dog. And I said, you're right. Uh, and then again, I don't need to start with the, the litany litany of lists or whatever we talked about in the past that these uh, parts of our brain could give us. But it said, uh, what kind of person has a dog, rug that smells like a dog? I said, well, uh, clearly I do. And it said, like, again, and then there's something I've been trying to uh, grow up a little bit. So I said, you know what, I'll look on the Internet. I think I looked on the Internet like four months ago on how to clean a rug, and I wasn't emotionally uh, in the place where I could even read the page. And, of course, the idea of going to a supermarket and renting one of those rug things to just clean like a nine by, not even a nine, a six by four rug yeah, the emotional rigor that that would take is not my, it doesn't suit me. But some, some this is like a minor miracle. You got it like, a, what do they call it, big magic? Uh, like this is a little piece of little magic. Uh, some part of me said, let's clean that rug, buddy. And I said, who said that? T- Thomas Middle, Tom, Thomas? And they said, yep, we're going to clean that rug. Get on the Internet. Uh, and it turns out I went on the Internet. It's easy if you decide to do it. Uh like, you take it outside, you vacuum it, which I did last week. I had to spread it out because, again, I'm not exactly, uh, like, I'm pretty sure in the, like, Freud and, uh, I don't want to brag, but uh, Freud and Jung have sent me missives across the, the uh, time-space continuum. And they said, all it said was, we got Einstein looking into you, uh, dot, dot, dot. So I figure that's uh so I couldn't hand, so I vacuumed it last week, and then this week I said, "Let me wash this thing." And and it just happens to be a, a fall heat wave here. And you know what? The little victories. I, I washed it this morning, early in the morning, and then hung it out and hung it out all day to dry and air out. Uh, I haven't smelled it yet. I'm a little worried, but I did like soap it and rinse it, and and yeah, so. You know, there's, there is hope. Uh, I mean, if I smell it, like, at least I'll be able to say to myself when I try to go to sleep tonight, like, I did clean it. Like, maybe we'll let it air out another day or two outside while it stays warm. And I don't know if I can interrupt that flow of thought for you, that you could listen to me. Or maybe another thing, I mean, I'm glad I can provide this service for a lot of listeners. You could say, oh, boy, I saw my, like, I really got things in order. If that's what Scoots is really like on the inside, uh, we can, we're we really doing a great job. So I say, great, yeah, if you can handle these things, uh, bravo, and I'm glad to help you fall asleep. Yeah, but if you can relate or metaphorically relate, uh, I'm glad I'm here to help you too. That's all I want to do because I've been there almost on a nightly basis. I have to say, hey, you know what, can I go to sleep, please? I got to, or I try to like, uh, you know, breathe and stuff like that, uh. So this podcast is meant to, to take your mind off of stuff, uh, to, to be your com- companion. I appreciate you trying the show out. Give it a few tries. It doesn't work for everybody, but most of the people it works for uh, were very skeptical coming in. They said after episode two or three, listening to two or three episodes, they said, oh, okay, now I get, I get that I don't get it uh, and I fall asleep. Uh, 
So, uh, as I said already, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming by. Really hoping I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right. Hey, everybody, Scoots, it's time for our final uh, episode of this season's After the Glass Slipper, our like, episodic uh, modular series. Uh, this is like the uh, kind of the recap, but uh, usually I do a recap, but this one, Agatha wanted to do her own recap and have a class party. So it's a recap of kind of the season, but mostly her kind of talking, I think, and uh, going through things. Uh, so I guess this would be not as episodic. This episode you probably want to listen to after you listen to the whole season. But if you're going to bed, uh, believe me, this will get you right in there. There's a bunch of sleeping babies in this. Uh, so here's another episode. Uh, hey, my friend, as the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, as the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode. This is the final episode. Vefta is a glass slipper. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Antonio. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, good night. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Agatha. Hello, babies. Hello, uh, anyone listening in. This is mostly my message for those of you uh, who are listening in to me, uh, because here we are at the class party. Uh, so, hello, class. You will all... Uh, I don't know how we decided to have, uh, well, I know I invited everyone into my room, which is now also the nursery. It's technically not the nursery, though. That's just the only term we have for it, because it's the place where the babies nap, uh, which is one function, it's a unifunction, it's a niche, nur- nursery niche, a niche of nurseries, uh, which is my collection of, uh, a bedtime stories for entrepreneurs, uh, Remember Clifford? He was the entrepreneur. He was causing me all the trouble years ago. But, oh, here we are. My letter man is awake. The babies are waking and asleep. And next to each baby is a student. Oh, my students. Uh, And here with me is Shelly, my co-teacher. And children of the class, I'd like you all to meet letter man, who is my beau. Uh, there will be no Letterman related questions unless I'm really feeling, uh, loose lipped and, and, uh, you know, really enjoying myself as I answer, as we go through this class, uh, evaluations. But my Letterman is here, uh, to, uh, field questions because my, he's a man of letters. And as a man of letters, he knows a lot about ancient stories. Uh, I think it's like ingrained in your papyrus, right, my dear? Oh, yes, uh, hello, uh, students, hello, babies, uh, babies, I've been napping with you for like quite some, I am the letter man, and it is my honor, my indubitable honor, okay, letter man, maybe I will speak for you, uh, because, uh, since I'm the T, te- I'm not ready to give, have a third co-teacher, uh, like Shelley, who did a wonderful, oh, Shelley, what a, I hope you're enjoying your punch, uh, oh, that's a water, if, like, I hope you're enjoying your water, Shelley. I also had punch made, and I, believe it or not, to answer a question that may be in these evaluations, yes, as a lentil-based woman, I can. Uh, I wish I had a lentil-based detail, uh, but I think uh, we'll go through these evaluations. We'll, talk, we'll discuss a little bit about the class and how it went. 
uh, because my letter man was a big, uh, I did not credit him as a T. He was uh, helping me prepare for the course. And he always likes to review when the letter man is done. Do you know my letter man writes letters? He writes me love letters. Oh, what a man of letters. That's why I call you a man of letters. Though you are currently neither a man nor a letter, you are both, uh, both things and neither. Much like, uh, I, well, I guess you are your letter based man or your papa. Anyway, not important. Uh, so we are here with my students, uh, and our last class day was, uh, and you all came, uh, except for that one young person. Uh, uh what was his name? Carlo. Uh, Carlo didn't, uh, Carlo, I know you're here. I was just giving you a hard time. I, of course, I know you're here, Carlo. How could I miss you? Oh, and all my students. Oh, the wide range of faces and even ages. Uh, and to those of you from far, far away and other kingdoms. And oh, uh, it has been an honor to teach you. And I really felt like I was the one being educated. And all of these babies have heard more about your class uh and I think that's why when I said Carlo's name, that one baby, what noise did that baby make? Was that a squink squanch uh, when I said Carlo? Yes, Carlo, I'm, I'm trying to make you giggle. What if I say, but, uh, does that make you, yes, I figured as much. Uh, but I think we should go through these evaluations. Now, Shelly and I did have a separate, Shelly wanted to also have a separate party. And I said, by the way, Shelley, don't make me have a Cinderella issue an edict. Uh, we will have one party together. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Shelley, sometimes, uh, right, Shelley, you're, you're enjoying yourself. Uh, but Shelley and I also had separate evaluations. Now, Shelley's evaluations were multiple choice with bubbles to be filled in. And I know some of you enjoyed that, and I hope you gave honest answers because I saw a lot of bubble drawings. Uh, and I said, is that an accident, or is Shelly that brilliant? Or are the children messing around? Because Shelly really, this is important to Shelly. And I think a round of applause is due for my co-teacher Shelly, for one, putting up with me, uh, for two, dealing with me, for three, uh, giving beyond her best effort. I think, Shelley, you really gave beyond your best effort. Uh, and for that, I hope you are proud of yourself uh, because you deserve it. Uh, you had a... Uh, it was an uphill climb being a co-teacher with me. And uh, I have the utmost confidence in you that you will make an excellent accountant one day. No, I'm kidding. Shelley, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Though these bubbles with the multiple choice, I'm sure the alchemist, uh, the one with the uh, that steam machine, the steampunks, uh, they may, Shelley, you may be the future leader. Yeah, but Shelley, you, you, your efficiency, your accuracy, your fairness, uh, which really, Shelley, you are revolutionary if you're, you're caring about the preservation of the important aspects of your culture, which are all aspects, and that they shouldn't be lost, and that uh, these tales, while similar to other tales, uh, the specific retelling of them and the deep meanings in both of them is a reflection and a viewpoint uh, 
and a man of it, it is uh, to, to be exposed to all of this uh, through both my eyes and your eyes, uh, Shelley, is uh, such a okay. Do does a lentil-based woman have eyes? I know the questions, Carlo. Okay, I will get to it. Uh, so it, it really, Shelley, it is. It is. I have learned so much. I can see these students, uh, and more importantly, I could hear the echoes of it in the. Uh, in the community outside of the walls of the classroom. And I hope uh, these important lessons you carry us forward with one foot in the past uh, to say, hey, there's some important stuff back here. We can't just move on uh, or something. I don't have the quite, the, I don't have the, uh, the, the, you know what I mean, Shelley. Great jobs. Oh, I know I give you a hard time. And, uh, you know, it's because it, she's, Letterman, you could tell her, the, the, the people I'm not nice to, well, there's two kinds of, this is when I'm, when I treat you like this, it is, uh, when I treat you politely, Shelly, that's when, you know, I'm giving you a burn. But when I try to give you a burn, that's when, you know, I love you because it's the war. It is how my heart, Letterman, tell her. Okay. So, so Letterman kind of winked at you, Shelly. So, let's see, where should we start here with the first uh, tale, which we, uh, so let's see what, uh, you know, I just asked some open-ended questions, and I, t- I made it specific. You could ask me questions or make comments, uh, but only one lentil-based woman question per student, uh, uh, despite your curiosity. So, Clam, King, and Benello, we had a great discussion about it, uh, and a lot of you pointed out, uh, because I guess the letter man it was tutoring some of you, uh, the similarities between the tale of Demeter and Persephone's in Hades. Uh, and I said, whoa, boy. Uh, well, that was because the letter man and I, we were pretty pre-researching these myths, uh, as I knew you would be researching them and post-researching them. And believe it or not, as a, as a hard time as I'm giving Shelley, we're working on a new book, uh, uh, which we, 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 Shelley and I can't agree on even a subtitle of it. But uh, we will be comparing, like, what are the similarities between Clam King and Benella and Demeter and Persephone? And there are some things that are similar, but, you know, Clam King lived under the sea. And this was, it was still the world of the living under sea creatures um, in some of the stories, but then sometimes it changed, uh, like towards the end of the year. Uh, but how that was kind of a story, a love story, a story about the seasons, and actually is more than one love story. Uh, like you had the mother's love for, for the daughter. In, in, uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Persephone one, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, just it was a different too, I guess. Uh, let a man knows more than I do, but uh, that had the mother's love. It has uh, romantic love. It has uh, the non-glamorous sides of that. But uh, the the fairy myth, uh, much more. I mean, I if you don't mind me saying so, it had these other loves: the love of atmosphere around the whole of earth i still love thinking about atmosphere holding me in this entire planet in her arms oh and keeping the air we breathe in what could be that she may be my favorite goddess uh and i realize that uh shelly says well sometimes it's uh they 
And I say, okay, well, uh, I, my feminine aspects uh, uh, align with the atmospheres, I believe. So, but how the air we breathe is contained in her embrace. Oh, atmosphere, and how her destroyed uh, gave birth to a hero. And at least in this tale, how the hero just said, hey, let me help you uh, build consensus, I think, is the... Uh, Maybe that was a term I learned from uh, Clifford. And uh, I think that's it. That was what I summarized uh, from all of your comments. Most of you thought, uh, like, uh, some of you said you would eat the Clam King. And, you know, some of you said, well, and then, you know, I like Bianella, was Bianella a lentil-based woman? No, but good question. Uh, but let me see what some of these lentil questions are. How old are you? No, won't be answering that. Uh, uh, a lot of questions. Uh, oh, if it rains, will I sprout? Uh, uh, do I need a rain slicker? I think a lot of these will be answered when I try to explain a lot of these lentil-based questions, children, which kind of goes with the theme of the class. Uh I liked this. It was a question, but really a comment. Why don't you smell weird? You smell good, a bit like cinnamon or nutmeg or cloves. Uh, and I'll tell you what, that has a concrete answer because I do have, I have integrated those things uh, because I do like to smell good uh, and I like the air to smell good. And because I'm a lentil-based woman, I can, I can, uh, I can have those things. I can say, uh, I could call down. I said, give me some more cloves, grind them, and put them in a paper packet, and my letter man will carry them to me. Yeah, so that, oh, will I marry the letter man? That's a good question. Uh, and uh, that's an awkward question, letter man, because, uh, you know, these are things best left for us to discuss with one another. And I'll tell you, it kind of goes to these broader questions of... Uh, what does it mean to be a lentil-based woman? And what does it mean to be a, a, a possibly a papyrus-based man? Or whatever? Like, I can't speak for my letter man. But I can tell you the love I have for him is deep and uh, whole. Uh, but I also can't say that a union between us uh, is possible. But as, as a lentil-based woman, I say... Uh, uh, my perspectives have greatly changed. When I was a human-based woman, I saw one timeline. And now I see a timeline that is both much longer and both much shorter. And that makes me think about, uh, think about it from my perspective. I'm going to marry a man who could be blown away by the wind. Uh, let him in. Yes, I'm giving you a hard time. But, I mean, so... Uh, Maybe, I'd say, if someone also uh, would bother to ask, uh, that may be another issue, but I could do the asking if I wished it. Okay, on to the next one, which was uh, Daymog and Jalad. Uh, and uh, even the letterman was the first one to point out to me that this was much like the tale of Gilgamesh. Uh, is it right? Uh, I, I much prefer the version the Picard tells, uh, uh, when you told me about the Bard Picard, uh, Letterman, uh, but uh, Gilgamesh, I believe, is is that who it is, Letterman? Oh, you're busy with Carlo joking around. 
Carlo, don't make the letter man into a paper airplane to teach me a lesson. Do not do that. Uh, but that brought up a lot of good comments that I'm seeing here about uh, what is friendship, what is romantic, like what is the difference between being friends and being in love, which I can tell some of you uh, discovering uh, both things, and it can be confusing sometimes. Uh, and it can be both things, or it could be one or the other. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. I, I don't have all the answers, clearly. And I think we did talk a lot about the, the empty 1% uh, that uh, was trying, you know, the, the Demag and de Gilad. Oh, Winfield, that was the other teller that sold the great tale of Dalmach and Gilad, which was another influence possibly for this tale. Or what is amazing is a pair of, like a myth, uh, the monomyth, I think they call it, uh, or bits of the monomyth. Uh, let him in. Didn't you say something about that? I was falling asleep, but uh, I remember you talking about the mod. Is is uh, Demag and uh, who would who would be better friends? Demag and Jalad. Uh, Temba at rest. Uh, thank you. Uh, but Jemag, Demag and Jalad, or uh, who is it? Uh, Gilgamesh and Urag, or something. Uh, you're laughing at me now. Oh, Darmok, uh, Darmok and Jalad. Uh, Jalid, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, I'm not a perfect, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm still a human. At least I, you know, that's who I, I uh, you know, I'm, I still make mistakes. A lentil-based woman, or car- I'm still a carbon-based being. Okay, let me look at some of these other questions. Uh, oh, Susie, uh. What music would I like to bring with me? What musicians would I bring if I was stranded somewhere? Oh, that is a good question. And thank you for not asking any lentil-based questions. Uh, Though I do love them. I love how interested you are in those things, children. Oh, what I would bring the Bard of Mystery, of course, uh, because uh, he is a brilliant Bard of Mystery who travels this land... uh, a singing song every day that he travels. Oh, the man of Jonathan's. Uh, I would bring, speaking of Uraks, Urak of Ukulele, Ukulele, who plays the small Ukulele. And that makes my hips sway when I hear that. So I would have that as a musician. Uh, what is it? The Tina de Trombone. Well, that was a trombone. That was a person that was turned into a trombone. Thank you, Letterman. So that would be a two for one. She is a musical instrument. Uh, I guess I should connect with her to see what it's like being a trombone-based woman. Uh, who play? You know, you play yourself. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, uh, what other musicians would I bring? Probably, uh, like a cor- I wouldn't mind a chorus, you know, the, that would sing along with me. And, uh, what, like something, one of the more popular singers, uh, with the catchy tunes in the square. Uh, they, they, something I could dance to because I do like to dance, uh, or flow. I guess it would d- depend on, yeah, who else would I pick? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question, though. I think those would be the the, the uh, 
I mean, the other thing I would probably put out an application process to say, are you, what do you, what do you do good at other than being a musician? So then I could see, cause I remember one time, uh, Pilk the Pilkington, I listened to him discuss the same question and many people laughed. I laughed very hard. Uh, it was at, he, he was one of the, uh, famous jesters, uh, he was being interviewed by the Gervais and, uh, they said, what would you bring to a desert island? Whom? And his answers. So I would probably take some of his answers just to get the laughs. Um, but for music, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. What is the one that is like a piano, but it plucks? Uh, I would like that probably. But I don't know if you could bring that to an island. Uh, so I hope that answers that question. Okay, so the next uh, uh, tale we told was about uh, the girl without bird song and her terrible father, who, and uh, you don't know if her mother, we didn't really weigh in on her. Uh, but we in the Letterman and I looked at other tales, and there is a famous tale, uh, and it was these two traveling uh, bar, uh, they were just storytellers, the Greems. Uh, and they had collected one about uh, the girl uh, who hid her hands. And it is a similar tale. Theirs is a little more, uh, it, it explains a specific, it points you to a particular belief system. And Girl Without Birdsong was incredibly confusing uh, to the point of, uh, at least in my experience, not a judgment on you children, but... Uh, where I said, what, what would you even believe in if you were in this world? Uh, uh, because she really had a go of things. And either tale is, uh, is the uh, uh, letter, my letterman told me about this uh, girl with the hiding hands uh, from the Greems. And then I asked him, is the Greems also the uh, alchemy about the two children in the alchemists? Uh, and the letterman was very excited by that tale because he said, well, it could be one about a mother-in-law or a stepmother or Hansel and Gretel. And I said, Hansel and Gretel, oh, I like how that sounds. Uh, uh, but that was about, you know, having to go deep in the woods uh, to uh, uh, fend for yourself and then figure out how to solve your problems uh, uh, so that was a good one, and you did you didn't that one didn't seem to stir anything too much in you children. Uh, so I I said, but the the one of the uh, the girl without bird song that was quite a story, and a lot of you seemed to to be interested. Okay, let's go on to more questions here. Uh, can I turn myself into a rain stick or a musical instrument? Uh. I guess I could, uh, but I would prefer to hire a musician. I do like to sing, and, uh, you know, we could get into, but we don't need to get into all the biomechanics of being a lentil-based woman. Uh, but, you know, we'll touch on some of that soon. Uh, okay, there's a lot of questions here. Let me look through all these pages here. There's that one. Uh, let's see. Okay, those are, that's a, those are good questions. So, okay, so there's questions about eating, my itability, which is bold. I can't believe you would put that on a, like a, a thing with your name. I, I was proud of the children that asked that question because they were curious about it. 
my itability, my feedability, uh, separation, like a lentil loss. Uh, I guess no one asked about the lentil. Uh, someone took some of my lentils, uh, but that's a question. Uh, drinking, eating, I guess those are separate questions from uh, my lentils. Uh, okay, so there's to, to, be, uh, to be consumed and then my consumption habits uh, are two sets of questions that I could answer right now. Uh, could I uh, use my lentils to sustain someone? I believe I could, but that would be, again, a... Uh, it would be a straight, it would be, uh, I don't foresee that happening. Cinderella's our leader right now, and she's a very good queen, and she's prepared for most of the things. There could be some sort of an unprepared thing that could come up, but, uh, I don't anticipate it. Uh, I'm not as palatable as, you know, uh, because I'm rolling around. I, yeah, I guess I would say don't, you know, I, I would not recommend it. I was thinking about it in a self-sacrifice form. Uh, but when you think about it, like, uh, you know, as a bigger, uh, like, uh, like, you know, there's, uh, I'm an open, I'm an open, uh, so I wouldn't recommend it. I guess I would say probably not a good idea. Now, what if some of my lentils get lost or, uh, do they need to be replenished? And this would be a question for the great philosophers, and they have d d debated it, and I said, do not talk about me behind my back. Uh, and so I will start uh, attending the fall philosophers' meetings uh, so they can discuss me in my presence. And there are some schools of thought that the loss of my lentils uh, represents my aging, and, you know, that I'm still going through uh, a process just like you are, where I'm always changing at a very slow pace. Uh, and that's one that I accept. Uh, the other one is that there is some growth uh, in my mass, which goes to the itability question, uh, being out and about. Uh, that may not be, that may be lentil-like or particles that are much smaller than lentils, like dust in the air. And uh, those uh, those things. Uh, and also to, then to go to the consumption question. Now, this is maybe also in the realm of philosophy, curiosity, humanity, and reality all c coming together. Uh, so I, and this is something like I had to decide on my own and with the letterman and then consulting uh, some of the better minds uh in some of the more curious minds, so some of our stranger uh, denizens or citizens here uh, gave me some great input on these questions as I adjusted to being a lentil-based woman, which has its ups and its downs, just like it being based anything, anything based anything. You know, once your mind starts to T-H-I-N-K, uh, you know, it, it could just so... Uh, do I technically do I need to eat? Uh, no. Uh, do I eat uh, physical food? No. Uh, because should I eat uh, physical food? No, because I'm a lentil based woman and because I don't have a organ like you do of the stomach. Uh, uh, it probably isn't a good idea to just absorb things uh, willy nilly.
Now, to go to the question of, oh, what a bummer. I, do I roleplay eat? Yes, all of the time. And so uh, I do roleplay eat, and uh, basically I could do it by myself or with my letter man, or even Cinderella will feed me and uh, bake me something, but it will be imaginary, uh, and I will consume it, and I have gotten very good at this, and it, maybe it is not the same. Uh, but I have become to uh, uh, enjoy those moments when I have myself a treat. Uh, but do I get hungry? Not really. Uh, do I crave the nostalgia and the feelings from having treats? Yes. Uh, so that is what the role play does. And it can be all mental or it can involve a physical, like a lentil candy bar I make for myself or something like that. Uh, now, on to the more amazing questions of do I eat. The answer is actually yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I am actually in my own functioning ecosystem or biome. I am no longer simply just a lentil-based woman. Uh, I am much more than that because I've existed here now uh, uh, since being changed into lentils and cooked uh, and then dried back out and then having my consciousness imbued and then moving, uh, there's two, two important aspects to this. One is the, uh, I do get thirsty, uh, which I think is a function of some of my collective, what you would call parts of your brain. I believe that that is, uh, now I am not just an individual. I'm also a community and, uh, I don't know exactly know how that works, but even before my community of uh, my biome or whatever uh, had greatly expanded, I do need to monitor. Well, I don't even need to monitor. I get thirsty and I uh, get water or I have let a man pour me some water. And then I'm not thirsty anymore. If it's raining, I will rain. I won't need to drink water. Or if it's humid... Uh, I may or may not. So I don't dry out, and all of my community members within me uh, that I am both a part of and that are a part of me, uh, there is, I would say, collective wisdom or just uh, like your brainstem, I think is what they say, it handles all that. So it says, hey, Agatha, I'm feeling thirsty. Now, if only chocolate cake, or, you know, if only some part of my biome needed chocolate cake, and then I could eat it and say, okay, it's going to go and dissipate where it needs to be. But I say, well, I don't know what those sugars would do. Uh, so I think I should answer all the eating and edibility questions, uh, which are very good and very fair questions, and it doesn't always make a lot of sense uh, which would blow your mind is that I, I'm always changing just like you are. And, uh, you know, so, and they talk about, what do they say, by, whatever, uh, I don't know. But, but uh, you know, I just like uh, things they're discovering about me, they say, I wonder if that's going on with yogurt. They say, you should eat your yogurt. And uh, because that's what my whole life is like, that uh, different things uh, going on within me. Uh, so though, I think, let's see what other questions I have here for the time being. Let's move on to the next lesson, uh, which was the frog song. And my good friend, as the letter man pointed out, uh, again, with these greens, uh, that the juniper tree was a tale, uh, that was very similar. 
but different at the same time. The ending, I guess in this one, I guess what is interesting to me when we talk about these myths of the fairy people, because the fairy people, the primary, you know, most humans like me, we're different from you fairy people in that, that uh, or at least me, I can only speak of myself, I guess. You know, even when I made these good choices, like, you know, making myself into a lentil-based woman to save your kingdom, most of the time I'm worried about Agatha, and I'm ego-driven. It just happens to be how we're made up, so please don't judge us. Uh, it's just part of being a human. Uh, I think we're from hunting, hunting and gathering. We don't come from Stroyd like all of you fairy people do. So most humans are inwardly focused a lot of the time or outwardly focused to the ego on achieving things. Like when my friend Clifford was uh, being a pernua and being the top dog, you fairy people are much more uh, help-based. Uh, you are always seem to be driven, not just, not just in your belief system. This is what I think is important to point out. Uh, but your wonderful existence, uh, one of your primary drives, and the way I guess I started to believe uh, is that you are fed on some energy-based level, maybe, or maybe you're just a darn good people, is uh, to help uh, others. Uh, and uh, so I think there was a difference in these myths is that, uh, you know, once the boy... Uh, he goes, he says, well, let me get my father back and get rid of my stepmother and head her out to the big farm in the sky. In the juniper tree one, uh, in the uh, frog song, the boy is also kind of trying to help soothe and help these uh, these other people solve the things, just like some of you do. And I think that is amazing, and that is why, uh, you know, Penelope... Uh, is such a heroine to me, uh, as Cinderella's uh, fairy godmother, even though I don't mention her much because of jealousy, because I'm still an ego-based woman and lentil, lentil, ego, ego-soaked or lentil-soaked ego I, or something. I don't know, but that, that is just who I am. So that is that tale. And I did really like both of those, uh, I like how uh, and it had a lot of magic in it and some strange things like the mother kissing the frog. It brought up strong feelings with the letter man. Of, uh, he was even telling me about the Milt, uh, Milton of Chaucer, the Chaucer, another storyteller. And a lot of people being constantly saying, well, don't mess, you know, I, I, uh, I don't want to be masculated or something. And they said, well, kissing a frog is just uh, symbolic. Don't be a buffoon. Let's go through the rest of the class. Then I'll try to answer some more of your questions. Uh, oh, then the statue, the the love of the statues. This had a lot of, uh, let him in, said, well, this reminds me of Aphrodite. And a lot of uh, the uh, Adonis, uh, Pygmalion, and anchovy or something. I can't read your writing and let him in. Uh, but it was also quite different. Uh, and let him in, got a kick out. Let him in was not familiar with that tale about a giant statue, a human being in love with a statue that came to life and created a whole movement. Uh, 
And he said, maybe you could go from a lentil-based woman to like a 16-foot lentil statue. And I said, let him in. It is essential for me uh, to my water balance to be correct. I don't think I could be a statue and maintain my water balance because I would need... I said, that's why I'm like, I have to be in a lentil pit. Uh, I said, that's where I was created. And that's where I, I said, unfortunately, I can't be a statue. I can be, I can take a, a small human form, uh, the same size as I am now as your teacher. I look uh, like, uh, I don't know what I look like to you students, but I know I've earned most of your respect. Uh, you know, I look like a lentil, a small lentil statue. Uh, so... I think there was a question about Dancing Groot, uh, who uh, was, uh, oh no, uh, or Baki, the gods of Westerosa. Oh, and the Gudarnian galaxy. Uh, those are different uh, tree gods. Uh, and I guess I could be, I could sprout, uh, as the earlier question said. Uh, but let me move on. So, these, so that was the Aphrodite. And, uh, oh, and then the one... Uh, Oh, my tales. Uh, well, let a man compared some of my tales. Uh, Procene and Philomena. And, uh, yeah, that is, that's one of, uh, you know, he, as let a man told me, it did sound familiar a little bit to my situation, but not the same. Uh, but, but not a great either. Then Orpheus and Erodice, 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 is that what that says? That was Shelley's tale. Or similar, let a man saying, uh, in the uh, in the tale, and that was again going back to uh, uh, Benella and the Clam King, or Demeter, and whoever, whatever you said earlier, I don't even remember anymore. Persephone, thank you, Kaholo. I'm glad you're listening. Too bad I can't give you a, a extra A or something. Extra cake you may have, Carlo, and everyone else, if you want extra cake or a punch, go ahead and help yourself. Shelly, you should even treat yourself to a cube of ice uh, brought in from the Ice Kingdom uh, this morning. Okay, so let's get back to some of these questions. Uh, uh, let's see, I'm running through here. What do I like to eat? I kind of answered that. Imaginary treats. Uh, uh, would I return to, to a human form if a wizard could do it? Uh, who I don't know if I would. Uh, it would be easy to. Uh, I don't think I could because uh, I am this collective now, and I know I wouldn't be able to know what would happen to the rest of my community uh, if I was to transfer back to human form. I mean, I definitely think about I would weigh the pros and the cons, uh, biome members. I wouldn't just, uh, but I wouldn't do it willy-nilly. I would think about it. Uh, what are the disadvantages of being a lentil-based woman? A pit of lentils, uh, which is the same thing. I mean, let's you know, let's be honest here. Uh, community, lentil-based community, you could say. Wow, the disadvantages. It's more of the changes you have to accept, uh, you know, I can't eat anymore. I don't really drink other than water. Uh, you know, I was already in a relationship kind of with a letter-based man. So that aspect of our relationship has always been creative, I will say, because your children 
And actually, it's very exciting. I mean, I guess that wouldn't be, it would be a, a challenge, not a disadvantage. Uh, uh, romance between a pit of lentils and a letter-based person, a papyrus-based person. You just have to, you know, uh, romance, you know you know what I mean, uh, Shelley. Uh, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Babies don't listen. Uh, so those would be, I guess you could call them disadvantages, but I would say changes uh, that we still, I still have the mind, you know, my mind and my memories. So... I guess it is a disadvantage uh, uh, constantly being uh, on the alert for forlorn spirits. Uh, for Agatha uh, saying, poor Agatha, uh, I'm just a pit of lentils. Uh, I have to have a purpose, uh, which I've learned from, uh, believe it or not, uh, even more so from Shelley and all of you students. Uh, if I can find a guiding principle... I won't be a wallowing pit of lentils or wallowing in my own pit of lentils. And that is the biggest disadvantage. Uh, it's easy to wallow when you're already kind of wallowing. Also, movement is kind of a hassle. Like I said, we needed inventors to get me around uh, other rooms with the pumping and things. Uh, sometimes I could feel a little gummy if I'm not getting the right water. Uh... It can be, you know, it can be, you can, I, I'm not normally a self-conscious person, but, you know, it can bring up yourself, you know, that you're not a normal person anymore. Uh, but uh, I've had to accept those things, and I guess I, sometimes I have to do that on a daily basis. Uh, but I have uh, uh, things I never had before this. Uh, Cinderella's respect and forgiveness, uh, the love of a letter man. Uh, the respect of a lot of community members, the opportunity to service uh, and earn respect from people like Shelley. And uh, I also am okay that I'm um, being a pit of lentils isn't perfect. Uh, just like, and uh, uh, I don't know, I've lost uh, my need to be more than what I am. Oh boy, that is deep. That, that was a good question. Uh, I may be changing your grade, Alec. Uh, okay, what are the uh, advantages to being a pit of lentils? I guess the same thing, kind of. Uh, also, if it was a costume ball, uh, I can tap on people's shoulders and then get back in the pit, uh, and they don't know who tapped their shoulder. Uh, you know, sometimes people will say things in front of me because uh, they forget I'm there or they think I don't matter and I'm not listening. And uh, I would say that even though I'm new with this uh, being a communal uh, biome, uh, that's really opening my mind up. It's really mind-blowing, you know, like uh, somehow connecting. I say, what is that? Was that a unicellular brain? Just a, 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 you know, what was that thought? Uh, It was so simple. Uh, I don't know. I can't quite put it into words, but I think that's an advantage. Okay, Lentils, uh, is this on the test? Uh, that was a good one. No. Oh, this question comes from Carlo. How many lentils are within me? Uh, it, it, I would say an infinite number. Oh, you gambled on it. Very funny. That was, uh, you gambled with little Cindy there. Okay. Uh, that was faith, uh, about exercise. Yeah, I think I kind of answered that, uh, Okay, there. 
it Jen, it was it on the test. Uh, Robin, what do I eat? I kind of answered that. Uh, where's my brain? I think I kind of answered that for you all around me. Uh, Maureen, do I regret regret being lentils? Uh, no. Uh, what uh, what human body, what human thing do I miss the most? Uh, I don't know. You know, I was always driven more by acquiring and rising than uh, my close relationships. Uh, so I think what I uh, miss the most is my heart and the body parts, some of the body parts that could be associated with your heart. Uh, because I don't think I exercised that enough. Uh, and uh, some of the closeness things. Um, but now I have an opportunity to do it in a new way. But I would say I miss, I do miss, uh, but that may just be, you know, me beginning of a new wallowing. What surprised me, I kind of talked about that. Uh, every day, is, when you're a pit of lentils, every day is a surprise. Uh, it sounds trite, but it's true. Oh, yes, we're wondering, oh, this student was not comfortable mentioning that I'm a pit of lentils. Well, A plus, I'll be changing that grade. Thank you, Alexandra. Oh, this came up, I think this is Amanda. Uh, am I cooked or dry? I'm both. Uh, I'm dry. I was cooked once and then I was dried out. And uh, now I've kind of changed. I say I'm a lentil based woman because I'm lentil based, I'm not purely lentils anymore. Uh, but that's the most familiar concept, uh, and uh, I try to maintain a lentil-like form because it flows very well, and it looks much more appealing to you, all of you, which is more acceptable. Uh, at least, I believe, like I said, I'm not a perfect person. I still think these thoughts, you know, that I can't just be myself. Uh, but I don't know. I like to look nice. Is there something wrong with that, too? Uh, Colleen was asking him about my bone broth recipe. Okay, here's what you do. You get uh, two ogres or orgs or whatever they're called. I forget what those, uh, and you have them, uh, low boil and they stir it, uh, for 24 hours. Uh, so you probably need about six of them to do it in shifts and you have to pay strict attention because the buffoons. Oh, here's a question. Do I go to uh, the party number one or two? I don't, uh, but I do a lot of off-gassing. Yes, I knew you'd laugh at that, Carlo, but it's true. Uh, has anyone tried? What does this say here? Oh, I hear, I'm hearing the bell, so that means that uh, it's time for everyone to uh, go home. The, the That is the bell for all of you to go home. So I'm glad I could answer some of your questions. And it really has been an honor teaching all of you. Oh, what a joy. And I hope all of you, like, uh, I wish the best for all of you students. And I hope uh, if you want to come back and nap with the babies, I'll be here all summer. I won't be teaching, but uh, you could come back and uh, nap in between the babies as I rest to them. And thank you, Shelly. Thank you, my letter man. Uh, thank you for listening, students, and teaching me so and uh, rest well with babies as I, uh, yeah, what, doesn't everyone take a little nap today? Climb into your cots, pull up your little rugs, and snuggle in with the babies as I say goodnight.